Before we get to today's picks of the ultimate mock draft, you should know that this mock draft was completed before the Dallas Mavericks trade of the 26th pick for Christian Wood with the Houston Rockets. The Mavs may or may not have made a trade today that I personally think was pretty good, but it affects the rest of the mock draft. For more on the Christian Wood trade and what the Rockets will do with the 26th pick, you can check out the Lockdown Rockets and Mavericks podcast. The pick is in at number one. The big wild card. Great instincts. Quick high release point. Best player available. Create for others. One of the best shop walkers. Seven five wingspan. We have our first trade. I mean, he could end up going four. He could go five. Former Phoenix Suns general manager Ryan McDonough. But there's also a lot of talent, and in this draft, NBA champion Brian Scalabrini. I really like this pick. One of the future superstars. Raphael Barlow. Honestly, man, I'm I'm a Bancaro guy. And Richard Stamen. A flashy creator that can get to the rim. I, I want bucket getters. Welcome in to the fifth and final day of the 2022 Locked On Ultimate NBA Mock Draft Show presented by Odyssey. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens from Locked On Now. We have covered everything for you from picks one through 24. Today, we close it out with 25 through 30, and we're using all of our resources here. We have Odyssey experts, Locked On hosts, as well as Locked On college hosts, give you all the background you need on these picks, especially as we get towards the end of things. We don't know a lot of these names, so you're going to want to hear what your team has in store with these selections. Of course, we also have Odyssey experts like former Suns general manager Ryan McDonough, who's been in this position before making NBA picks, so he can tell you what the thought process is for a lot of this stuff, as well as all of our Locked On hosts making these selections. I'm joined by Raphael Barlow and Richard Stamen throughout this entire process. They are both from Locked On NBA Big Board. Richard is, of course, infamous for Mavs Draft on Twitter. Lots of hot takes there. And, of course, Raphael Barlow has been taking over for the NBABigBoard.com since Chad Ford handed it over to him. So they will have all of the insight on these final picks in our mock draft. We begin our final day of ultimate mock draft coverage, picks 25 through 30. Raphael, who is a name that has to go today in your mind in this final day of our mock draft? I'd say Jaden Harden. Coming into the season, he was a projected top 10 pick. Some even thought he was a top five pick. Struggled with efficiency in the G League, and it's almost... If you really want to be honest, if Jaden Hardy takes the shade and sharp route, he's a top 10 pick. And so his stock actually fell by playing. But if a team selects him and they they get him in this range, you have the potential of getting a steal, a shot creator, and a guy that could come in and provide instant offense as a rookie. High upside there. Richard, who do you think that you need to see off the board today uh, in your eyes is is a must-have? Yeah, Kendall Brown has fallen too much for my liking. I think he's the best cutter in the draft. Really good defender. Great athlete. Tested well at the combine. I'd like to see him get taken soon. Raphael, you've gone on record as saying you feel like the Spurs have made the best selections throughout the draft. How do you feel like they're, what do you feel like they're going to make a move here? Who, what kind of player are they going to go for? I'd honestly be surprised if they bring three rookies into training camp. So this is a pick that could be moved. If it's not on draft, it could be moved during free agency. So it's like whoever they pick, I'm kind of putting an asterisk by it because I just can't see them bringing three first-round picks in the training camp. But there are still some talented guys available. And I, I'd say if you're, if you're San Antonio and you do keep the pick, then I'm going 
to gamble on the guy with the highest upside, and I think that's Harden. Richard, the Nuggets have a couple selections here as we get towards the end of things. What are they looking for to add to their team, obviously, after that uh, embarrassing playoff situation? Yeah, I think they're just going to add some best players available. You know, you look at a team that when you're in the playoffs and you have late first-round picks, you have to treat these as, in a way, you know, either flyers on high upside or players that can be cheap rotation pieces to substitute free agent signings, especially when you're a small market. I think Denver needs to kind of address that route. In terms of taking flyers, Raphael, who's someone maybe, you know, you would take a chance on here when you're looking at maybe either the Warriors or the Heat or teams that are kind of settled already, but they could grab someone that could come in handy later on if it pans out. There's two guys that that come to mind and maybe, uh, again, I'm using the word bias because I've had a chance to spend time with them and I've seen how how they work out. I've been high on them before I had a chance to meet them, but Ishmael Kamagate. And like um, Richard said, Kendall Brown has fallen too far. Ishmael Kamagata, I believe, is a first-round talent. And then there's Ryan Rollins, who is a sophomore, went to a small school at Toledo, wasn't the most well-known, but he's young for his class, is one of the most productive scorers in, in college basketball. And I think he has a really, really high upside. So a team like Miami, which is known for getting the most out of their players, I mean, you look at their roster, they had a bunch of guys that were undrafted that played key roles. And I think a team like Miami, if you can develop a guy like Ryan Rollins, you you could have a high-level starter. The pick is in at 25. Jaden Hardy going to be joining San Antonio. Our Locked On Spurs host, Jeff Garcia, explains the selection. Jeff Garcia here from the Lockdown Spurs podcast and with the number 25 pick in the ultimate mock draft, the Spurs selected Jaden Hardy from G League Ignite. Uh, with the 25th pick, I think the Spurs can definitely use him to put him back in the G League to groom. But with a uh, you know a need for just more scoring punch uh, that we saw last season, I think Hardy could definitely fill that role. Six foot five, decent size for a shooting guard uh, player, has an athleticism, and I what I like about it is that he has deep range and he's a high level shot maker. The Spurs can definitely use that in their arsenal. We saw that last year where the Spurs struggled to find some sort of offensive help or creating shots and offense uh, outside of DeJounte Murray. I think Hardy can fill that void. Uh, you can drain threes, break down defenses, dribble score, mid-range, in the lane. I like what I see out of him. Young as well, just so raw. I think you know the Spurs under their guidance, their tutelage can definitely make him into a uh, good, good, solid NBA player. I think he gets overlooked a lot, but I think he has a possibility, the potential to be a 19, 18, 20 point per game score somewhere in his career. I really believe that Jaden Hardy was the best player available for the Spurs at 25. And now we'll hear from our Odyssey expert NBA insider Jimmy Patsos for his analysis. Hi, this is Jimmy Patsos, an NBA insider with Odyssey. The Spurs at number 25 take Jaden Hardy, probably the perfect team for him. Jaden Hardy was a top 5-10 to 10 player coming out of high school two years ago. He chooses the G League Ignite. I will tell you this, as a fan of college basketball, I think he's a guy that could have used the Kentucky, Carolina, Duke model of a big-time programming playing long in the postseason in the NCAA tournament to get himself moved up into the draft. I think the G League Ignite hurt him because he was a really young kid playing against men. His shooting percentages went down. And he's kind of a try-to-trade-it-away 
try to get my own score. And I don't say that in a bad way, but I don't think Jaden Hardy could have gone to a better team than Popovich and the Spurs. You know, look, they've had several players, including DeJounte Murray, who they've developed, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker. This will be a sit and wait and learn and go to the G League, and you're not a top five player, and Jaden, you're not in charge anymore. You're going to come here, learn our system, and learn how to be a real pro. And I think that's actually going to benefit him. It may take a little longer for him to get to where he wants to go. His numbers were just okay. But once again, this is the G League where some guys are fighting for their life. And this is a G League where there's not a lot of structure off the court. There are workouts and things like that. But there's not like 35 games in front of big crowds in the SEC or the ACC or the Big Ten or the Pac-12, etc. And I think, really, March Madness would have really presented him with an opportunity to show what he can do. Well, that's gone. Water under the bridge. He gets lucky and goes to the Spurs because I think they're going to be patient and can develop him. I think it's a really solid pick by the Spurs. It goes along with what they've been trying to do when they took Romeo Langford in the trade from Boston. We will take chances on guys that maybe were stunted their growth developmentally because they left too early. We'll be patient. They've got big upside, but they're going to do it the Spurs way. be interesting to see how this works out. And now we'll send it over to our college expert, Leif Tulin, our host of Locked On NBA Big Board. Jaden Hardy is a six foot four, 195-pound scoring guard who has played for the G League Ignite. I'm Leif Tulin of Locked On NBA Big Board, and here's what makes Jaden Hardy a special talent. Hardy is a scorer by nature, has improved as a facilitator, drawing considerable attention as the go-to scorer on G League Ignite. Hardy has all-star-like traits, like his ease with which he creates space and gets to his spots, but will need to learn when and how to use the skills to fully fit an NBA team. His shooting ability and scoring acumen should translate to him being successful at some level. How successful depends on his shot selection and what role his team allows for him to have. At 25, Jaden Hardy is headed to San Antonio. Raphael, you've been very complimentary of what they've done so far. Is this pick going to stay? You think they'll get rid of him? What do you What do you see here? Yeah, I just based it off if he does stay, you got a high, high reward guy. Now, he doesn't necessarily fit the traditional San Antonio Spurs player. He's a, a gunslinger, I should say. He, he's a very, very confident scorer who's not afraid to let it fly from very, very deep. And the Spurs usually run a, a, a team-first offense, so the fit is interesting. But if Pop can kind of get him to to play the way that the Spurs players play, then you, you end up with, with a good talent. And San Antonio has done a good job of developing late first-round picks as is. I mean, you can go back to Tony Parker. You can go to even DeJounte Murray. So on one hand, it, it doesn't seem like a traditional pick, but on the other hand, the upside of potential is too high to pass up. The pick is in at number 26. The Nuggets trading down for this one as they traded with the Mavs earlier. They make the selection of Christian Brown as he heads to Denver. Our Locked On Nuggets host has more on the trade and this pick. I'm Matt Moore from Locked On Nuggets. and with the 26th pick in the ultimate NBA mock draft, the Denver Nuggets select Christian Braun from Kansas forward. The Nuggets need size. They need length. They need shooting on the wing. And Braun projects as all those. A gifted defender who that's obviously a position of need for the Denver Nuggets and a quality shooter. He brings all the things that the Nuggets are looking for to the table. While he is a borderline first or second round pick, the Nuggets are comfortable taking a prospect with his pedigree at 26 after making a trade. So, the Nuggets select Christian Braun to help bolster their wing depth 
and improve what they hope to be a championship caliber roster. And now let's hear from our Odyssey expert, former Phoenix Suns general manager, Ryan McDonough, for their analysis. So as we get later here into the first round, there are more trades. That's what happens when you get into the mid to late 20s and you have these teams who are perennial playoff teams trying to be championship contenders. There's more activity. There's more action in this range of the draft. And we have a trade here. Uh, The Denver Nuggets make a deal uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. And Denver is going to select Christian Brown from Kansas. Anybody who watched the NCAA tournament knows Christian Brown. He was one of the best players on Kansas's national championship team. Uh, The other parts of this deal. The Mavs got uh, pick 21. They also got Will Barton and Jeff Green in the deal. Denver in this deal got Tim Hardaway Jr. They got a future second round pick. And this pick at 26, again, they took Christian Brown, the shooting guard from Kansas. Uh, Now, what does Brown bring to the Denver Nuggets? Well, he brings shooting. He made 39% of his threes this year at Kansas. He's got a good looking stroke. This kid also has good strength. He's a three-year college player. He's able to get downhill and initiate contact going to the basket, especially when he drives to his right hand. He's also a tough kid. He likes to hit his opponent first, and he isn't afraid to get on the floor for loose balls. Uh, Now, on areas that um, some teams were concerned about, he does lack length a little bit. He's only 6'6 half in terms of his wingspan. That causes him to struggle some around the basket. He also didn't show a whole lot of playmaking ability at Kansas. He played 99 career games for the Jayhawks, averaged just 1.8 assists per game. Uh, So this is a catch-and-shoot guy. He does defend pretty well, especially on pick-and-rolls because he's physical. Um, But with his lack of length, will he be able to get any block shots or deflections at the NBA level? Um, That's why he is still available in the first round. But the Denver Nuggets clearly going for it uh, with Nikola Jokic, the two-time MVP back hopefully bringing back a healthy Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. at another shooter in Christian Brown from Kansas. And now we'll send it over to our college expert, Josh Neighbors, host of Locked On Big 12. Christian Brown, guard Kansas. Brown was the wingman on what was the number one team in college hoops last season. I'm Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12. Maybe one of the more interesting later on prospects in this draft is the athletic cocky, swaggering Christian Brown. Last season for the Jayhawks, averaged 14 points a game with six and a half rebounds and 2.8 assists from that guard spot. He was a pretty good three-point shooter, shot the ball at 39% and shot almost 50% from the floor last year. He's been up and down at times, but with his athleticism, playing defense under Bill Self and also that three-point shooting. 26, the Nuggets make their first pick of this fifth day of our mock draft. They take Christian Brown. Richard, what was your immediate reaction here? How do you feel like this fits in for Denver? I don't like the pick. Uh, I'll just be very blunt. I don't, I'm not a Christian Brown believer. I think his shot is very slow. Can't go left. A lot of his flaws were hidden, such as also he doesn't pull up on jump shots. And I think with a very poor wingspan, I think he measured just about one-to-one with his height. His defensive prowess at Kansas doesn't translate. So I worry about his game just not scaling up to the NBA. I appreciate the risk of what they're trying to do, but I don't think Denver uh, found the right guy. There were a few other names that popped into my mind for who could be an immediate impact player before Christian Brown. The pick is in at number 27. Daylon Terry headed to Miami. Our Locked On Heat host has more on this first selection for Miami. Wes Goldberg here from Locked On Heat, and with the 27th pick in the Ultimate Mock Draft, the Heat select Dalen Terry, guard out of Arizona. 
Thede have done well to get the most out of undrafted wings, such as Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, and Caleb Martin, but drafting Terry here is a needed infusion of high upside talent. Terry has been one of the biggest winners of the pre-draft process, exciting scouts with his versatility and upside, and according to reports, his interviews have left teams really impressed. Though his jumper does need work, he has the frame at 6'7 with a near 7'1 wingspan and two-way potential that Miami's best-in-class development program should be able to get the most out of. That said, Terry should still be able to get on the court early thanks to his effort and length on defense and his passing skills, two things that the Heat are always looking for. If pre-draft comparisons to Scotty Barnes and Andre Iguodala prove true, this selection at the end of the first round could pay huge dividends down the road for the Heat. And now let's hear from our Odyssey expert, Jonathan Zaslow from 560 WQAM in Miami. Dale and Terry is a really interesting pick if that's who drops to Miami at number 27 in the first round of this year's draft. The reason I say that is because you're talking about a kid who is super raw offensively, spent two years at Arizona, but defensively, this is someone who could probably help you out right away. He's a six foot seven ball handling guard all right so when you jump from the collegiate level to the nba obviously there's a major jump when you're a point guard from offense at the collegiate level to offense at the professional level but at his size he could wind up catching on on a team like Miami because of his defense. We know that the Heat, it's a very defensive-oriented franchise, and the way the young player gets on the floor for Coach Eric Spolster is by showing that he could defend. Let the offensive skills come later. So if you have a kid who is a six foot seven guard, point guard, matter of fact, who has the wingspan of a seven-footer, that's obviously going to be intriguing to Miami. So that's a good way to prove yourself that you could help this team and get on the floor. It's also interesting because at number 27 overall, you'd figure, hey, you're not getting the best talent in the draft. But here's the thing. You got all the one and dones with the really high ceilings and the high potential who wind up going early on in the draft to the teams that desperately need help. But then you got teams like Miami at the end of the first round who wind up getting a kid like Dale and Terry who played in school for a couple years. He's almost 20 years old and you usually get kids who have played in school for two, three years and they actually can wind up being rotation players and helping out a championship contending team right away. So a kid who's six foot seven at the guard position and who could defend in Dale and Terry, yeah, that's someone who could probably help Miami every now and then as soon as next season. And now we'll send it over to our college expert, Mike Luke, host of Locked On Wildcats. Dale and Terry emerged this past year as one of the best defensive perimeter players in the entire Pac-12 conference. I'm the host of Locked On Wildcats, Mike Luke. Dale and Terry went from little use reserve as a freshman to becoming one of the most valued players on the Arizona roster from facilitating to defense to rebounding to pushing the break. Terry was somewhat of a jack of all trades with his length, athleticism and skill set. He could be a great fit for a lucky NBA team. At number 27, we see Dalen Terry heading to Miami. Raphael, what's your feeling here for the Heat as they look to, I guess, add a bench guy um, as they have their roster pretty set at this point? Yeah, I think Miami needs to address their, their need for a backup point guard. I don't think I would have went with Terry here. I, I, I get in theory because he has the size and he has the ball handling and he has the potential to develop into a defender that can guard multiple positions which is something that Miami needs but looking at this Miami roster I think they need some scoring punch and I believe there are some guys available that could 
provide some scoring punch. And Miami has, like I mentioned before, done a great job of maximizing some of the, the players on their roster, maximizing their skill set. So I think I would have taken a, a somebody that is more offensive-minded here. The pick is in at number 28. Walker Kessler will be joining Golden State. Our Locked On Warriors host details this selection and the addition to the roster. Cyrus Otz is here with Locked On Warriors, who have the number 28 pick in the ultimate mock draft. And the Golden State Warriors, with that number 28 pick, select Walker Kessler, a center and a sophomore, more specifically, out of Auburn University, Kessler stands 7-1, and his, and his head coach, Bruce Pearl, said he stands closer to 7-2. He's athletic. He's a mean defender. He's a tremendous rebounder. And for a team who still is uncertain about what James Wiseman can produce for them, Walker Kessler can be the perfect fit to give them a center that they need. He led the country in blocks during his sophomore season at Auburn. And the rim-running center, he moves tremendously well. He's very athletic. Again, at seven foot one, has solid footwork off the block, and he finishes very strong at the rim. So the Golden State Warriors, at the, with the number 28 pick, select Walker Kessler, sophomore, from Auburn University. Now we hear from our Odyssey expert for their analysis on the pick. What's up? It's your boy, Daryl the Guru Johnson from 95.7 The Game. And with the 28th pick in this year's NBA draft, the Warriors select Walker Kessler. And here are my thoughts on Walker Kessler, the big man out of Auburn. Averaged 11 points, 8 rebounds last year. Seems like a nice player, but all this depends on what happens with Kevon Looney and James Weissman. If Looney leaves via free agency and Weissman's injury continue this pick is the right one if Wiseman is ready to go Walker will be riding the bench a whole bunch and now we'll send it over to our college expert Zach Blackerby host of Locked on Auburn Walker Kessler center Auburn the best defender in college basketball from a season ago is worthy of a first round selection I'm Zach Blackerby the host of Locked on Auburn Walker Kessler came to the Plains after a short stint and limited playing time with the North Carolina Tar Heels. Over the first few months at Auburn, he developed post moves and a presence down low on the offense and defensive side of the floor and became one of the best players in this year's draft and looking at what he's capable of while in the air. He looks natural and fluid with his 7'1 frame and can be an instant impact on defense to whichever team picks him up. At 28, we see Walker Kessler is heading to Golden State. Richard, we need you to weigh in. What do you feel like this addition is going to bring to the Warriors? Yeah, you know, I feel bad going negative on back-to-back picks, but I just don't see how he fits in with this Warriors team. He's very slow. I don't buy his shooting ability, even though he did shoot a little bit at Auburn. Uh, Just camps in the paint a lot at at Auburn, and he has good recovery ability because of his 7-4 wingspan, but... Small hands, there's a lot of flags around him. Just he, He's camps in the paint a lot. I just don't know how his defense really scales up. And on top of that, what does he do on offense besides maybe being a pick-and-roll finisher? The pick is in at number 29. Kennedy Chandler will be going to Memphis. Locked on Grizzlies host and Michael Cole details that pick. 
Hello, Sean Coleman and DeMichael Cole once again here with the Locked on Grizzlies podcast and with the 29th pick in the 2022 Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, the Memphis Grizzlies select. Take it away, DeMichael. Kennedy Chandler from the University of Tennessee. Sean, we talked a lot about this guy. What do you think, Sean? What do you think the fit here is for, for the Grizzlies? Absolutely ecstatic with this pick and the likelihood that Tyus Jones may be priced out of the Grizzlies' price range because he could be one of the better point guard options out there in free agency. The Grizzlies get a player that they could bring right in and give a few stretches of minutes a game, leading the bench unit. But the other thing that stands out is, is that he fits the Grizzlies' culture being good on the fast break, he can create chaos on defense, can be effective leading the fast break, and could really be a great, excellent backup point guard with John Morant. And the other thing is, him and John Morant have had a very good relationship for years. It's never a bad thing to bring in the guy that your franchise player loves. The Memphis Grizzlies, DeMichael, are excited to welcome Kennedy Chandler to Memphis, back home. Now we hear from our Odyssey expert for their analysis on the pick. You know, I've loved Kennedy Chandler's game and fearlessness since his prep days at Briarcrest Christian here in Memphis and on the grassroots circuit, where a few summers back he famously stole the ball from Jalen Green in the Nike EYBL Finals and stuffed it over him on the other end on his way to winning a Peach Jam title for Mocan Elite. No matter how big the stage, the six foot one Chandler's always shine brightly in the spotlight, including during Tennessee's run of the SEC tournament title last year, where he averaged 14.7 points and five assists and shot 50% from three-point range for the balls. Though Oft-asked questions and concerns about his size look like they're going to keep Chandler out of the lottery where he was once projected to be picked. I highly doubt he drops this far down in the first round. If Memphis can pick him up at number 29, you have to love the value, particularly for a Grizzlies team that could be looking to replace veteran backup point guard Tyus Jones this offseason if they lose him to free agency. John Moran has already been a willing mentor to Chandler during off-seasons here in Memphis, and what a fantastic Hoop City story would be if the Memphis native could land with his hometown team. The need for a backup point guard is there for the Grizzlies, but I question whether Chandler, who's a fantastic athlete for his size and a dog defensively, is going to be available at 29. His free throw shooting and ability to shoot off the dribble have to improve if he's going to have a long career in the NBA. And now we'll send it over to our college expert, Eric Kane, host of Locked On Vols. Volunteer State native Kennedy Chandler was the latest five-star prospect to come into Tennessee and turn heads. Certainly did not disappoint in his one and only season on Rocky Top. Hey guys, I'm Eric Kane, host of Locked On Vols. Kennedy Chandler, though maybe short in stature, has quickness that's elite, vision that's elite. His ability to get from the top of the E to the block is next level, and his ability to shoot the three and the mid-range will keep him in the NBA, but his work ethic is second to none. He got better as the season went on, a little bit unaware of his surroundings in November and December, but by season's end in March, he became the 2022 SEC Tournament MVP and All-SEC player and arguably one of the better players Rick Barnes has ever brought into the Tennessee program. He will make a fine addition to any NBA roster. That is Kennedy Chandler of Tennessee. At 29, we're going to see Kennedy Chandler going to the Grizzlies. What is Memphis getting here at 29, Raphael? We're getting a hometown guy. Kennedy Chandler's from the Memphis area. I know uh, me and Richard had a few debates on, on Kennedy Chandler. And based off of this mock, he ends up going as a first rounder like I predicted. But I actually like the fit. But what this tells me is that Tyus Jones, who is probably going to be one of the top point guards in free agency is gone that means memphis feels like the asking price is going to be too high 
And for Kennedy Chandler, he'll, you know, get a chance to play at home. And, you know, it's a backup role. I think as a rookie, you you have faith in yourself that you can come in and maybe one day be the starter. But the, the chances of him doing that in Memphis are slim to none. But again, I mean, he gets the chance to go to a, a very, very good organization. And there are some opportunities for him to come in and be their backup point guard. So I like the pick. The pick is in at number 30. Our final selection of this mock draft, Kendall Brown heading to Denver. Locked on Nuggets has more. I'm Matt Moore for Locked on Nuggets. I'm with the 30th pick in the ultimate mock draft. The Denver Nuggets select Kendall Brown out of Baylor. 6'6", forward, 201-pound freshman, a high flyer that they need so desperately in the front court. The Nuggets need athleticism. That's been an ongoing issue for them. Zeke Naji projects to get a lot of minutes next year at combo forward, but what they do need is a little bit more muscle. He's an outstanding athlete, Kendall Brown is. And while he shot 39% from three last year, it was on a limited number of attempts. However, it does show the potential for Brown as a shooter. And if Brown could be the type of passer that he showed at Baylor, and Brown can add that three-point shot, a little bit more consistently. And if he can be the kind of defender that he showcased, that's exactly what the Nuggets need. The Nuggets need to focus on athleticism and defense, and Brown checks both of those marks with the last pick of the first round in the ultimate mock draft. And now we'll hear from our Odyssey expert, NBA insider Jimmy Patsos, for his analysis. It's the second Baylor player I'm profiling. A team that had an outstanding season, a number one seed, a defending national championship. Coach Drew does a great job. I thought Brown left a little early. I thought if he waited, he could have gone back to lottery status. Highly rated shooter. Look, he's a really good player, but he's really young. He's probably one of the youngest people in the draft. Remember, guys, reclass, like he's a real 19. They can develop Kendall Brown. Can he do things besides shoot the ball? Is he good enough to 3 and D and rotate? He he got to play in the big stage in the NCAA tournament. He didn't steal the show like Jeremy Sochan did for Baylor. But he's a really good player. He's a really young player with a big upside. This is a real roll of the dice. But it's not a terrible roll of the dice. And Kendall Brown has a big upside. Some people think he really could turn it on once again. How's he going to handle the G League? Because that's where he'll be playing. How's he going to handle sitting? Because he's not getting on the floor right away. I can't wait to watch him in Summer League. I think him and Jaden Hardy of the Spurs are two guys. Dyson Daniels, he's higher up. And then, of course, Shaden Sharp. Of the six guys I covered, four of them are going to be looking for their first playing time in the NBA Summer League, which is why it's fascinating. It's great to be part of this draft. I love how the draft went. Some people took solid, some people took high risk, high reward guys, and some people were taken because they have a lot, a lot of talent, and we'll see if they can develop it in the league and be patient enough to get there in two or three years. Thanks for having me. This is Jimmy Patso's NBA Inside Odyssey Sports. And now we'll send it over to our college expert, Drake Toll, our host of Locked On Baylor. Kendall Brown is one of the most athletic guys in the entire NBA draft. I'm Drake Toll from Locked On Baylor. Brown has the NBA archetype. You look at the guy and you think NBA basketball player. He showed that at Baylor this past season against great competition. The guy looked like a Harlem Globetrotter, throwing down circus-style dunks, amazing vertical quickness, and his ability to get up and down the floor on the fast break is almost like no other that we saw in a league that features teams like Kansas and Texas and Texas Tech who love to run around. Brown was able to keep up with all those guys and had an unbelievable non-conference, slowed down a bit in the conference play, but I think his style of game almost fits the NBA better than it would have for college. I mean, he can step in, take big minutes, or even start at the NBA level right away. I love Kendall Brown. Whoever gets him 
is in for a treat from day one. At number 30, our final pick of the ultimate NBA mock draft for 2022, Kendall Brown is heading to Denver. Richard, we know you didn't like the Nuggets. First pick of this show at 26. How do you feel about this one? I really like this one. You get one of the best cutters, if not the very best cutter, playing alongside the best passer to cutters in the league. Great athlete, really good defender. I think there's some playmaking upside for him. Uh, I, I really do like this Kendall Brown fit at 30. You get great value. It's always going to be one of the cheapest contracts in the league. And kind of one of the things that talked about at the top was getting these cheap free agent level acquisitions. Hopefully Kendall Brown can be that for them. As we wrap up our final day of mock draft coverage here, I know there was a lot of stuff you guys didn't really like. So out of today, Raphael, what was your biggest kind of question mark or just not understanding where, what the pick was about? <laughs> which, which one? Which one? I can start from, I mean, I'd say Jaden Hardy is probably the best choice because of the upside. The other picks I thought were really questionable. And I, I agree with, with Richard on his takes. I know he kind of sounded like a hater with back-to-back -back <laughs> negative comments, but luckily it was him, not me, because I would have said the same exact things. But overall, I, I'd say out of the picks today, I thought the one in San Antonio made the most sense, even though it is not a typical Spurs fit. All right, Richard, we know you didn't like a lot of stuff. Did you like anything today? Obviously, Kendall Brown finally going somewhere. Is that kind of your steal of the day? Yeah, I feel like a negative Nancy here, but that, that is the only pick of the day I, I actually enjoyed. I, I don't have Kennedy Chandler as a first rounder. I think they could have gone in other direction. Uh, Jaden Hardy to San Antonio, I, I wasn't a big fan of. Daylon Terry, I get it. Miami is probably the one spot where I, I like it the most, but you know, you're really banking on that big jump that he would have made at Arizona happening in the NBA. Still not entirely sure how likely that is. Raphael, when we look back at all of the picks that we've seen thus far in our mock draft, is there any player that you're like, that is the perfect fit for them? They are going to be able to come in and have an impact right away, maybe even look like a rookie of the year kind of candidate. I mean, I, I would say at the top, you can go with uh, Jaden Ivey and Van Carroll. I think those could be rookie of the year candidates. But as far as just overall, just perfect, ideal fit, I'll, I'll go with Ty Ty Washington. And like Richard said, Kentucky guards have a tendency to outplay their draft position. And we've seen it with whether it's Tyler Hero, whether it's Tyrese Maxey, Jamal Murray. I mean, we've just seen it over and over again. And for Milwaukee, if you get Ty Ty Washington to outperform his draft position on top of the outside shooting and being able to come in and play a complimentary role, they had one of the best selections and one of the best days, period. And so I, I think that was probably like the perfect fit as far as team and player. Richard, when you're looking at there's there's several different teams that had multiple picks throughout our mock draft that you're looking at and you're like all of those picks, like they're a real winner just in terms of selections. They really hit on every single pick. It's Charlotte. They they got great value at the 20th pick with Jalen Williams, somebody they could have taken at their own 15th pick, like Raphael originally said. And then in the, additionally, at their own 13th pick, they got the guy everybody expects them to take, expected them to take. Everybody saw that pick coming for months, Mark Williams, and they didn't disappoint. And on top of that, they got they got Jakob Pertl for the price of Jalen Williams. I, I think it was an A-plus draft. Raphael, I'll let you hate a little bit yourself. Who 
who embarrassed themselves out there in terms of our mock draft coverage? Who d- looks like they just did no research with the selections they were making? Oh, man. Put me on <laughs> the scorching hot seat. <laughs> All right, I've already made it so I can't go up I-35 and go to Oklahoma City. Now I can't go down I-45 to Houston because I absolutely hated the Rockets' second pick of Arjan Beauchamp. That doesn't even out, though. I mean, you really liked their first pick. I did, but I just don't think you bring in a complimentary player that can't shoot. And so I would have went with Ochai Agbaji or, or Jalen Williams, or even if you just want to go high, high upside, I would have went with, with Jang. And so Marshawn Bochamp is a guy that I probably would have taken in the, the mid-30s, maybe even 40s. So... Yeah, Houston balanced itself out with, with the Bochamp with the Bochamp pick. All right, Richard, who's your steal? Who fell the farthest that you feel like um, that someone got some really good value out of? Yeah, Jalen Williams is still the answer, but let's, I mean, honestly, that 19, 20, and 21 spot, that is a row of value. Oche Igbaji to Minnesota was a really good pick. Jalen Williams to Charlotte at 20. And then Usman Jang to Dallas. I really liked that. I mean, Usman Jang's a guy who I think many people saw him coming in as a lottery pick, both before the season and now heading into the draft. And Dallas got him as a team that's looking to be a title contender. They got a high upside player. Love the pick there. That's a wrap for our fifth and final day of this 2022 Ultimate NBA Mock Draft show. Thank you for joining us with all of our Odyssey experts and Locked On hosts as well, bringing you all of our picks for this 2022 Mock Draft.